I know, girl. I know. I know. We're going to go for walkies. You ready to go for walkies? Are you ready to go for a walkies? You are. That's a very good bow. That's a very good bow. Raven, come here. Come here. I know you don't like the nosebleed. Come on. I know you don't like it. But what do good girls do? What do good girls do? What do good girls do? That's right. They sit. Very good. Very good. All right. You are a hound, though, puppy. And the only thing that you will listen to is a nosebleed. You sure as heck won't listen to me. Alright. Alright, it's walkies time. Here we go. We're about to be greeted by a cat. Surprise, surprise. No greeting by a cat today. Oh, what are you guys do? Oh. Oh, let me just close this door behind us here, girl. We have a barn. We don't live in one. Start my watch, because it's always important. When you take a walk, you have to actually track yourself. I know what you're thinking here, Reagan. Why is it important to actually track yourself when you walk? Why can't you humans just go and do what dogs do and just walk? Why is it important how many steps you took? You know, Ray, that's actually a very good question. And I'm not sure I have a good answer for Oh, well. So, hey there. Once again, this is Jim and the lovely Reagan. We're out for our morning constitution. Yeah, I know. It's a uh, pleasant, pleasantly warm and foggy morning here on hump day. In the uh, first full week of December. Oh, you know what, Ray? I'm just thinking about something. I gotta put out the garbage. Come with me. Come with me. Oh. I hate it when it rains here, Ray, because I don't like putting out the garbage the night before if it's gonna rain all night. Because if the garbage gets water-soaked, they'll leave it because it weighs too much. Like, that's my fault that it rained. So then you got to get up early in the morning to go put it out so it's not waterlogged and they'll actually take your freaking trash. So... We are going to walk back to the house. This is going to be an interesting uh, track here today. Alright, so let's give this a pause and we'll come back. Okay, we're back. 
Now we're walking back up my driveway again. Now that my trash has been put out. Which of course means that my trash people will now arrive late. They're pretty good for a 7.10 arrival. So, there it is. All right, one less thing to worry about. Whew, it's been a very busy week, folks. Very busy week. With Susie away in Florida, it's been an incredibly busy week because there's an awful lot to do here when you're the only one doing it. Particularly with all the other stuff we have going on right now, we have we have a lame horse. He's going to get a visit by a likely very expensive specialty vet tomorrow. He has something that's known as a canker on his hoof. So. Canker is a uh, is a growth of cells on the underside of the hoof and it's it's painful when you step on it. So think about like a canker sore except where a canker sore is essentially a hole in your gums. This is a growth. So think about having like, eh, it's not a boil, but think about having like a boil or a bunion, something that sticks out, that hurts when you touch it. And since horses are on their feet, 90% of the day, that's not a great place to have an ouchie. So. Oh, there's that. It's a lot of extra work other than the usual extra work that comes from having a hobby farm. And yes, we're going up the hill right now. Hence the huffing and puffing. Plus, I'm actually walking bit more motivated than I normally do because we don't have that much time this morning. As I mentioned, busy, busy, busy. As soon as I get back, uh, release the hounds, or at least the hound, back into the house and uh, take off my shoes put on my muck boots, go out to the barn, and then feed everybody before going back into the house, standing in front of my computer, and teaching a room full of oncologists how to document in our electronic health record for the next five hours. Which sounds like a lot, but these classes were in person. They were 10. <laughs> this used to be an eight to 
8 to 6 p.m. class. So, it's, it's half the time and all the same material. So, yeah, yours truly gets to speak just slightly slower than um, auctioneer speed in order to get all that material that I used to have 10 hours to talk about into a five-hour window. And I take that back, actually. Well, it is all the same material, plus two more things that we didn't use to teach in 10 hours. But now we have to teach in five. So, yep. I like what I do. I like teaching. I'm getting an awful lot out of it, but i got to be honest with you. I'm not a huge fan of how we teach now, so I'm very happy that after this week, officially, and then uh, after next week, practically, this will not be my major job anymore. I will be a creator of content and less so a presenter of content. So, Plus, I'm going to be doing it for a, uh, a new application we have. So there are no rules. So uh, I, get to, uh, I get to help make the rules, which definitely makes me very happy. That's where that is, but as I mentioned earlier, Susie is off enjoying the lovely weather down in Orlando, Florida, which today is actually only slightly warmer than we are here. I believe they were like 63, 64 this morning. We are just under 50 this morning up here in South Central PA. I believe we have a south wind today, and we're going to get... We're going to get well into the 50s today. So, good day for my lovely wife to travel from Florida and come back home. It won't be, won't be that much of a weather shock when she gets off the plane. Actually, the weather we have here right now, this is her weather. All right. Um... <clears throat> The, uh, the company that does the uh, research suite of software that we're going to be taking at my, uh, my institution actually has an office in Dublin, in Ireland. And, uh, yeah, so wouldn't that be something if at some point I could... Uh, pick up a job that actually uh, is abroad and uh, I move I move back to Ireland what a hundred years after my relatives left right and I end up going back wouldn't that be wouldn't that be something um, I actually have looked um, 
at the regulations. And I actually do qualify for Irish citizenship because um, both my grandparents on my father's side were born and raised in Ireland, came to the United States in their 20s, and came to the United States in the 20s, in the 1920s. And uh, so uh, with uh, enough paperwork and uh, enough money, apparently it's not a cheap process, I could actually have dual citizenship with, uh, with the Republic of Ireland. <coughs> so, I've thought of it, but uh, I'm not completely unhappy with uh, the United States. So, it's all good. But, just thought that would be an interesting thought. But anyway, where we were going with that is this weather right here. You know, this, you know, 40s to 60s. This is, this is, this is Susie's weather right here. All right. If it never got warmer than 70, Susie would be perfectly fine with that. You know? <clears throat> she was, uh, she was definitely built to live in Ireland and deal with their weather. So, but very nice today. Uh, not windy today, and I'm actually out where it would normally be extremely windy. But, of course, you'll notice whenever you have fog, which we have a lot of it today, we have Brigadoon-type fog this morning, um, it's never windy, right? Because obviously the wind would blow the fog out. So, so nice, nice day for a walk. I have a, uh, I have a six-mile run later today. So, nice to know that that can happen in shorts and a t-shirt yet again. Um, just finished a... We did a 16-mile run last Saturday. We being myself and uh, Senor Antonio. <clears throat> and that went well. I want to say we were somewhere in the, uh, the high 12s per mile. Uh, which I think is where he's supposed to be. Actually, I think he might supposed to be like around 12, 15. So we're actually a little slower than his goal pace, but for long runs, you can never really run too slow. So the point is to be on your feet, and we were for over three hours. So mission accomplished. And uh, he's got an 18-mile run uh, well, a week from this Saturday. And if I'm here, because I'm not certain if I'm going to be here, I'm going to be visiting my mom in Rochester. Um, I will be going for an 18-mile run with him. So, because my plans right now are to train all the way up to 20 miles. And once I get a 20-mile training run in, <coughs> then I'm going to go and do my virtual 26.2 with Donna and again a good portion of that 26.2 is in fact going to be walking I'll, I'll do it at a 30-30 for the running parts and my plan is to do the uh, the 10k first as a walk that would be the 6.2 for those of you playing in Salve and uh, then start the 30-30 uh, the 20-mile slog. So, I haven't decided if I'm going to actually get in the car 
and go get to the rail trail so I have a flatter place to do it would probably be the smarter thing to do. It would be easier um, as far as the topography goes. Or if I'm just going to go, you know what, I'll just do... Uh, I'll just do a six-mile walk here. That way I can walk back to a particular spot, that being probably my driveway, fill up on fluids and things like that, and then just go do two ten-mile loops from my house. And uh, that would make my 26.2. It would make a very hilly 26.2, though. I've done it before, and I think... I think the um, elevation change... Uh, it is somewhere between 1,500 and 2,000 feet of elevation change if I do a marathon in my neighborhood. Because, again, South Central PA, we don't do anything except grow hills here. So, there it is. But, that will also be my endurance training. Yep, we're turning around here, pup. For, uh, for the Donna in-person half marathon on February the 5th. So, I may have mentioned this before, but I have, I have a hotel that is just under a mile away from the uh, start-finish line. So, you know, probably a 15 to 20-minute walk. In the morning, not too bad. And if you're gonna run 13 miles, what's a what's a mile walk, right? Um, plus, it's gonna be a lot less expensive than the uh, what is it, the Sheraton Four Points or whatever it is that they have there, which is you know currently going for $400 a night or something like that. So, I'm like, yeah, no. I'm anxious to go, but I'm not anxious to spend $400 a night for a hotel room that I'm only going to sleep in. So, nope. I'm happier with my holiday in and my free breakfast. So, but I saw it today, so wasn't sure about when the start time was. Um, but good news, to quote Jeremy Clarkson, um, and that is that uh, it is a 7.30 start time, which is phenomenal. Because even if I am slow, right, because I am going to run this. So if I'm slow, I'm two and a half hours. That still means that I'm done by 10 o'clock in the morning. That gives me 20 more minutes after I finish to go walk back to my hotel room, grab a fast five, six minute shower so I'm no longer stinky, put on some clean clothes, and then I can either walk back to the uh, to the finish and cheer on the people who are finishing because I believe the finish area is going to be open until like 2 or something like that. And there's a number of uh, post-race events that are going to be there. So assuming it's a nice day, uh, that'll give me something to do until I need to catch an Uber back to the hotel, well, back to the uh, airport and... Uh, and then my flight back home. So, but my flight doesn't leave until 6 p.m. that evening, so I have plenty of time to make it to the airport. That that's not going to be a worry. The big worry, of course, is people always like to uh, 
get you out of their hotels by 11. So. And this being a half marathon, that'll be fine. If I can get back to the hotel by 10-ish, um, more than enough time to get in there, get a nice little shower, throw everything in my uh, in my bag, go up to the front desk and say, okay, I'm clean, I no longer smell, and uh, I'm ready to check out. Have a great day. And then uh, just walk back to the... Uh, Walk back to the finish line and hang out there for a bit. So, very, very cool. Very, very cool. So, very happy with that. But, as I mentioned on my submission to Kevin, uh, which I will mention now because, you know, my buddy Kevin, loved him to death, loved him like he was my brother, but uh, I'm not convinced that my submission I sent yesterday will actually get into a podcast before Christmas. So, since I want you to know this information, I guess I have to tell you myself. What do you got? What do you got? That was a quick turnaround. You got something there? We're uh, we're we're scoping out something with the with the hound hound nose here. That was a very quick turnaround, though. You definitely smelled something. All right. You know, this makes bad radio, Doug. No one can see what you're doing. This makes very bad radio. All right, no. Yeah. This was a video, it might be better, but like I said, silence and you sniffing the ground makes for bad radio. So let's, what do you got? Got something else? No, well, we do have something else. We're tracking something, so I guess we'll have to walk slower. All right. Anyway, you sidetracked me, Doug. You sidetracked me. Oh, uh, yes. So, my brother Kevin. So, anyway, so, um, so my plans for this in-person half marathon is to run it as fast as I possibly can. Whether that will be a PR or not, who knows? We will find out. What I do know is... When I have had a chance to run, a training run, someplace where it actually is flat, which uh, previously was a place called Onondaga Lake Park, which is a park up in the Syracuse area when I would go to visit my mom, that um, I would go for a five-mile run and find out that, uh, you know, while I'm doing the same run around here at, say, like nine and a half minutes, I would go up to Syracuse and find that I was doing the run up there at an 8.15 because they have no hills. There's not all that extra climbing stuff that I got to do here. So much faster, all right? Uh, you know, depending upon how long I'm running and how far I'm running, which is the same thing, Jim. I'm not sure why you felt the need to say that twice, but there it is. Um... I've, uh, I've actually found myself at some points being as much as a minute and a half faster per mile than what I can do back here. So with that in my back pocket and knowing that uh, Jacksonville Beach has many things, but what it doesn't have is hills, uh, 
And then I think when is I think the entire I think the entire course has an elevation change of like 30 feet. Um, I have that in my driveway, so uh, um, there is a good chance that uh, you know my uh, my nine and a half minute tempo runs out here may turn into I don't know sub nine mile runs. In Jacksonville, and if I can be sub nine for 13 miles, that is a sub two-hour finish, folks. Um, that is what that is. So I would love to uh, ring the bell at the end of that race for a PR, because not to mention the fact again, you know, two hours. Now I'm done at 9:30, and I'm back at my hotel room before 10 grabbing a shower and checking out well before 11. So that would be that would be extra special. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to that, but I'll have to chat with the race people because usually once you leave the um The, uh, the post-race area, that's usually where they say, you're done for the day. You cannot come back in. And they probably will not want me to come back in with a backpack. All right? Not that I would do anything with my backpack. Cause all, all it's going to have is my stinky clothes that I've worn the previous days. But uh, for obvious reasons, they're probably not going to want a backpack in there, so... I may not be able to come back. I may have to. Uh, I may have to find something else to do after that. So we'll ask, and uh, whatever they say is what they say, and we'll do what we need to do. You know, if I uh, have to just spend a couple of hours, if the weather is nice, hanging out on the beach in February, I have no problem reading a book on the beach in February whilst I wait for my Uber to take me to the airport. That is okay, fine with me. Which brings me to my last topic. My lovely wife. So, if you are married, or if you are in a long-term relationship, you have probably noticed that there are things that while they drive you a little bit nutty, you actually like, all right? We'd never probably admit them to your significant other, but when you actually think about it yourself, you would miss this if this person were to leave, right? And uh, this trip is definitely one of those things. So, again, it's December here in the Northeast, or the Northern Mid-Atlantic, whatever you want to call Pennsylvania, because we kind of get mishmashed into both. And she is traveling down to Orlando, where it has been in the 70s and low 80s for the three and a half days she's been there. So you might think, wow, she must be loving it. This is fantastic weather. What a nice little break from definitely the blah, foggy nonsense we have here today. No, 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 I have a number of texts where she has said, it's too humid, it's a bit too warm. Um, now me, 
I'd be loving it right now. But my lovely wife, one of those folks that can go someplace where most people would say, this is lovely weather, and she'll go, nope, it's a bit too hot. So. And between you, me, and these four digital walls, I love that. It does drive me nuts, but I love it. So, there you go. All right, was that it for our walk? Maybe yes. Of course, we try to get both number one and number two done in the morning. But if you're a hound, there's also a number three, which is smelling. And quite often, number three overtakes number one and number two. I've literally watched this dog get ready to do one of the first two numerals. And number three showed up. And then all of a sudden, no, wait a minute. We're going to spend our time sniffing rather than actually relieving ourselves, shall we say. Very unique thing about hounds. Um, And again, it's one of those things that drives you nuts. But I would miss if we didn't have Reagan. It's one, I, one of the things I missed with Hunter. That's why we, uh, we specifically looked for another bloodhound after we had to uh, send uh, Hunter over the Rainbow Bridge because of his, his tumor. So, there you are. All right, well... This was a lovely walk with no wind. Love to have more of these kinds of days in the winter. Although we're meteorologically not in winter yet, we are still very much in fall. We are not in winter until, what is it, the 22nd of this month? I mean, we almost get to Christmas before we actually physically, meteorologically call it winter, which is bizarre, isn't it? Isn't it kind of bizarre? You know? Kind of makes more sense that kind of like right after, right after Thanksgiving, you know, like on December 1st, we should just call it, it's winter. That's it. It's winter. It's not fall. It's winter. But, uh, nope. 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 It's not winter until almost the entirety of the month of December is gone. And as I expected, yes, we did get through this entire walk without our trash people showing up. I should have known this because, of course, it rained. And so now they're going to be late. Or they may not even come at all. Well, I guess we'll bookend this because, of course, unfortunately, one of the things out here in the country, so think about this before you buy a country home, <coughs> is that uh, our trash people have a monopoly on trash pickup. So, if we were to say, phooey on you, your service is terrible, we're going to go with somebody else. And they would say, good luck with that. There isn't anybody else. So, we can be as crappy as we want to be, because otherwise, you're throwing this stuff in your car and driving it to the dump yourself. Which one you like better, really? So, yeah. So, they get to kind of play a lot of games with their service, which is, uh, it's disappointing. When we moved here, there was more than one person we could pick from. Actually, the person we used to have uh, pick up our trash 
lived across the street. But uh, he retired and sold his business to the folks that now allegedly pick up our trash. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, services has, has gone downhill from there. We used to have... Uh, Used to have uh, two pickups, one for our trash and one for our recyclables. And now we have one pickup and they take our recyclables and they throw them in the trash. I'm fairly certain they are not picking through that trash to go find recyclables uh, to go and properly uh, dispose of them. So as much as I would like to recycle, um, our local trash collector apparently doesn't want to do it. And so we don't. So there it is, right? So... Another reason why monopolies are a bad thing. Because then people just decide to get lazy. So, oh well. It is what it is, right? So, you deal with the things you can deal with, and everything else you give up to God. So, so God gets my trash issues. There you go. I think that's my title. God gets my trash issues. So, that's bizarre enough for a title. All right, well, we're back in the driveway, and uh, it's time to go ahead and stop this recording. This has been 33 minutes, so more than long enough. Thank you for being with me here on this hump day at the first week of December. Have a great day, and uh, we'll speak again later. Who's a good puppy, huh? Who's a good puppy? <laughs>